Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though. And links to all of those resources are in the show notes. In this episode, we're talking about how to confirm pregnancy, how to recognize those early signs of pregnancy, and when to actually take a pregnancy test. I'll also be sharing my top tips for surviving the two-week wait. I'm Rachel, and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor, and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist, a natural fertility educator, and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition, and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor, because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. You're listening to the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. Want to say goodbye to hormonal contraceptives and their weird and unpleasant side effects? Want to improve your chances of conceiving quickly and naturally? Sounds like you need my fertility roadmap, my simple three-step system to understanding your body's natural fertile signs and pinpointing ovulation day so that you can use this knowledge to achieve or avoid pregnancy. To grab your free copy, head over to manawomenswellness.com forward slash roadmap. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Manor Women's Wellness Podcast. I'm Rachel and today we are talking pregnancy tests, when to take one and be confident that you're getting an accurate result, the early signs of pregnancy to look out for, and I'll also talk you through that tortuous two-week window of time after ovulation and while you're waiting to see if your period will arrive. Now, before we dive in today, I want to remind you about my brand new fertility roadmap, which you can grab completely free from my website. You can head over to today's show notes at manorwomenswellness.com forward slash 27 and get your free copy of my three-step roadmap to getting started with charting, understanding your fertile signs, and how to use this knowledge to achieve or avoid pregnancy, whatever stage of life you're in right now. But I'm guessing if you're listening to this episode, there's a good chance you're trying to conceive. Because the beautiful thing about the charting process is that you're tracking the same information. You just change when you have unprotected sex based on whether or not you want to conceive. So this is a life skill that you can use forever. 
And once you know what you're doing, I promise it is impossible to not pay attention to those messages that your body sends you every day. And some of the messages your body sends you and what you record on your chart will be your earliest signs of pregnancy, even before a pregnancy test comes back positive. So that is where I want to start today. We know that as soon as we ovulate, the body starts to prepare for a potential pregnancy. It takes about a week for a fertilized egg to implant into the lining of the uterus, and over this time, the follicle that remains behind after the egg is released becomes the corpus luteum, which releases progesterone. Progesterone is the hormone that desperately wants you to get pregnant, so it's doing all that it can to make that endometrium as thick and welcoming as it possibly can for the fertilized egg. Now, the spike in progesterone levels after ovulation is one of your key fertile signs that you can chart, and you'll quite clearly see a sudden spike in your basal body temperature from one day to the next after ovulation as progesterone levels surge as the corpus luteum forms and starts to release progesterone. This temperature spike helps you to confirm the day of ovulation, and your basal body temperature will remain high until your next period. When the body realizes that it isn't pregnant, the corpus luteum breaks down, and the body prepares to shed the endometrium and the unfertilized egg out of your body as your next period. But what happens if you are pregnant? Well, your basal body temperature will remain high because the body is continuing to produce progesterone. The general rule of thumb is that if your basal body temperature remains elevated for 18 days or more, you're pregnant because your luteal phase will be less than 18 days. So if you're charting your basal body temperature and you hit day 18 of an elevated temperature, this is going to be your first real sign of pregnancy. You might even be able to tell before 18 days if your temperatures remain high more than three days beyond your longest recorded luteal phase. So if your luteal phase is usually about 12 days and your longest ever that you've ever charted is 14 days and you're currently on day 17 of your luteal phase, well, it's likely that you're pregnant. Some women might also observe a second temperature spike around the time of implantation of that fertilized egg into the endometrium, into the uterus lining. So this happens about a week after ovulation because even more progesterone is now being produced. This second spike is often less obvious than the typical spike that we see at ovulation, but it can be seen if you chart and if you know what you're looking for. So while charting your basal body temperature is not essential to practice fertility awareness effectively, mucus is the key, remember, looking at your temperature can definitely be helpful to confirm ovulation, potentially confirm implantation, and it's one of the earlier signs of pregnancy your body will give you. There are often changes in your cervical mucus around early pregnancy too. You might notice more mucus or you might feel wetter than usual, especially considering you'll be noticing these changes during your luteal phase, which is when we're usually quite dry. But often these changes can be too subtle to detect right away. So don't automatically assume you're not pregnant just because you're not seeing a change in your mucus. Some of the other early signs of pregnancy are nausea or morning sickness, because this can happen quite quickly as soon as those pregnancy hormones start doing their thing. Changes in breasts, so you might notice that they're larger, they might be tender, you might notice more prominent veins or darker nipples, as again, those hormones work their magic. You might be constipated. You might notice, like I said, increased vaginal discharge, but no soreness or irritation that could possibly indicate infection. You might notice a metallic taste in your mouth, and you might also start to have aversions to food. 
Now, these are all changes, like I said, they're due to the changes in hormone levels in early pregnancy, which triggers changes in your cardiovascular system and your smooth muscle. So as soon as that egg is fertilized, the body is working hard. And it's those first couple of weeks of pregnancy, before you even know that you are pregnant, that it's a significant window of rapid growth and development from just a tiny group of cells to the early stages of your baby. And so if your body is giving you all of these early signs, when can you actually confirm it? When should you take a pregnancy test? For women with a regular or a predictable cycle, a missed period is the most reliable and likely the first indicator of pregnancy. You can confirm pregnancy with a urine test as early as the day of your missed period. A positive urine test means you're around two weeks after conception and ovulation, or four weeks gestation, because we measure from the first day of your last menstrual cycle, which is also the first day of your most recent period. So effectively, we are two weeks pregnant every menstrual cycle. A urine test detects the presence of the pregnancy hormone human chorionic gonadotrophin, HCG, which is present in the first 12 weeks of pregnancy and is likely to blame for your morning sickness. Your results will depend on the sensitivity of the test as well as the amount of HCG your body produces, so a negative test may not be 100% accurate, depending on how far along you are and your level of hormones. I've heard of lots of women who are 100% confident that they're pregnant. They can feel it in their body, even though multiple pregnancy tests have told them otherwise. So if you suspect you're pregnant, but you're getting a negative test, wait a week and test your urine again, or see your doctor for a blood test. A blood test can be done as early as 10 days after ovulation, just after implantation. This is really handy for those of you who are impatient and this suspense is killing you because a blood test will detect far lower levels of HCG than a urine test will. So urine tests only pick up the HCG hormone once it reaches a certain level, while blood tests can detect any level of HCG at all. Now, we've talked a little already about false negatives, and the most common reason that this happens is that the test is taken too early, before the egg has had the chance to implant in the endometrium and actually start producing HCG, or implantation may have already happened, but HCG levels are still too low to be detected by the urine test. But what about a false positive? Well, they can happen too, and they can happen if you've been given an HCG injection to help induce ovulation, because your HCG levels will then be higher than average. So you might also get a false positive if the fertilized egg implanted long enough to release a small amount of HCG before detaching again from the endometrium. Other possible reasons for a false positive and the presence of HCG, even in the absence of pregnancy, might be due to fertility drugs a tumour in the pituitary glands, excess protein in your urine or blood, as well as the onset of menopause. So if you have a positive pregnancy test, but you're not seeing any other signs of pregnancy within a few weeks, it's worth taking another test or getting a blood test to confirm whether or not you're actually pregnant. Like I said earlier, that two-week wait is that window of time after having sex while you're waiting for your body to do its thing and actually get pregnant. It's the time between ovulation and your next period, and it can be very frustrating and stressful for women trying to conceive, and there are a hell of a lot of questions and what-ifs floating around your brain. Whether you're going through fertility treatments, assisted reproduction, or trying to conceive naturally, 
Waiting sucks. We are the queens of instant gratification these days, and to have to wait two whole weeks for answers is a slow form of torture. So I want to share with you now my top tips for surviving that two-week wait and keeping your sanity as best you can. My first piece of advice is to stop obsessing. Please don't hit me when I say that. I know it's a lot to ask, but overanalyzing every possible tiny symptom for two weeks straight is going to drive you insane. I sometimes get women DM me and describe their symptoms for that day, compare them to the day before, and then they'll describe the day after. And then they ask me, so am I pregnant or not? And honestly, it drives me crazy. So I can't even imagine how crazy these beautiful women are making themselves overanalyzing like this every single day. Just because you feel pregnant doesn't always mean you are. I know I said earlier that some women know to their core that they are, even though they've got negative pregnancy tests, but this isn't always the case. Remember that our bodies will basically go through the first two weeks of pregnancy with every single menstrual cycle because the body thinks it's pregnant every single menstrual cycle. So a lot of those early signs and symptoms that you think you're feeling might just be due to the typical hormone changes that we experience during our luteal phase. Remember, the luteal phase is when we get sore boobs, cramps, headaches, mood swings, food cravings, all those fun PMS type things that are also signs of early pregnancy. So please, as much as you can, don't overanalyze. Some women don't realize they're pregnant for two, three months. So your early pregnancy symptoms do not have to be significant and dramatic for you to actually be pregnant. Go easy on the pregnancy tests too. If you keep taking them every day, just in case before your period is even late, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Some women don't even get a positive test on the day of their missed period, as we now know is all due to hormone levels. So a false negative is making you feel disappointed and crappy for no good reason. I don't want you falling down the rabbit hole of googling whether or not the pink or the blue dye tests are more accurate because you think maybe you see a little bit of a darker line on the pink one, so you just need to make sure with a blue one. I want you to wait. Wait until your period is at least one day late, no earlier than this. You're not going to find out any faster. Honestly, you're wasting your money and you're going to get dehydrated from all of the weeing. My next piece of advice is to keep busy. Distractions are the best thing ever when you're waiting for something. If you don't distract yourself with movies, dinners, catching up with friends, living your life, those two weeks are going to drag on and on and on until they feel like two years. I do not care how you fill your time, but fill it with something that gives you flow and keeps you as busy and as distracted as possible. Even better, do things that relax you, calm that anxiety and empty those thoughts flying around in your head. Read a book, have a bath, go for a walk, nap while you still can, journal and write all those things out. Finally, my last tip, schedule worry time. It might sound weird, but if you make time to focus on your worry, you might not be consumed by it all day, every day. So like I said, journal, write this stuff out, put pen to paper and actually write down the things that you're focusing on, your fears, your worries, the questions you keep asking yourself. They're totally normal, but get them out of your head and get them down on paper. And if you need to talk to someone, your doctor, a loved one, even a counsellor, do it. 
talk about the worst case scenarios, especially if you have experienced loss in the past. Make a plan for how you would tackle these problems if they actually happened. Then you're already thought about it. You've already acknowledged them and you know you have a little bit of a plan about what to do if they do happen. They usually don't and we're worrying for nothing. So I want you to schedule 10 minutes a day. Spend this time focusing only on this. Overanalyze your chart. Look for possible signs. Count down the days until you can actually take a reliable pregnancy test. And if you must, Google the way, but only for 10 minutes. Make that time to worry, then move on with your day. Let's wrap things up now and recap what we covered in this episode. We talked about the earliest signs of pregnancy, focusing on the changes in your basal body temperature and that you'll pick up if you're charting your body's fertile signs, as well as other early signs of pregnancy. But don't focus too much on these early signs, as remember, we experience hormone changes every single month after ovulation, while the body is preparing for implantation and a potential pregnancy or preparing for menstruation. We talked about when to actually take a pregnancy test to get the most accurate results, as well as reasons why you might be getting a false negative or less commonly a false positive. Finally, we talked about that two-week wait, that hellish time between ovulation and your next expected period, and I shared my top tips for staying sane during this time. If you learned something new or found value in today's episode, I would love to hear from you. So send me a DM on Instagram and let me know the earlier signs of pregnancy that you experienced if you've experienced pregnancy before. Did you get a false negative even though you knew without a doubt that you were pregnant? Were you one of those women? Or were you a late period or a couple of months in kind of girl? I want to hear your top tips for staying sane during your two-week wait too, because I bet you've got some good ones that I can share too. As always, if you have any questions or you want to chat about all things women's health, please get in touch and let me know what you'd love to hear more of in the podcast. You can get today's show notes with everything I talked about in this episode, as well as links to freebies and other related episodes at manawomenswellness.com forward slash 27. Don't forget, you can also grab your copy of the free fertility roadmap over on the show notes page too. I will see you in next week's episode where I have something exciting to share with you. Okay, bye for now. And don't forget that knowledge is power. When you truly understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions and take control of your health. Until next time. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Mana Women's Wellness, slide into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit manawomenswellness.com forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone. Wear the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you.
TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash TempDrop for more information.